welcome to the podcast. Just one second. All right. Um. So today we are going to be reading the Haunted Mask chapters. Let's see. Um. One through four. But, um, before that, why don't we do a little bit of reviews? Now, before that, why don't we tell you what new... I So, I got some new manga. Um, I got Black Butler, Volume 1. Chainsaw Man, Volume 1. Now, this, um, it's been recommended a lot, especially on the internet, Chainsaw Man. And with its upcoming anime, I really wanted to try it out. It's pretty good. And Parasite Volume 1. Um, Black Butler, why I got it was because my friend's really into it, and I decided to get the manga before watching the anime. And Parasite, and I just liked the anime, so I decided to get the book. <clears throat> Moving on, um... We have Gyo. We have Junji Ito's Gyo. Now, this one I've had for quite a while now. Um, I finished it not too long ago. Just before your time. Right before the towers fell. Circa 99. <laughs> Alright, anyways, that. Anyway. Um, you know the song that's called. The song is titled Welcome to the Internet. Um, besides that. We follow, um, the description is, The floating smell of death hangs over the island. What is it? A strange-legged fish appears on the scene. So begins Tadashi and Kaori spiral into the horror and stench of the sea. Here is the creepiest masterpiece of horror manga ever. From the creator of Uzumaki, Junji Ito. Hold your breath until all is revealed. So, it sounds very exciting now, doesn't it? Um... I'm laying on my bed while doing this podcast. Not the best audio. I, I'm just speaking into my phone. Um, I'm almost finished with Chainsaw Man. No, um, actually, I was trying to record it before, but on a different platform, and then I had to restart because it paused on accident. But on this one, I can pause it and then start from there. Um, so, um, it's pretty funny and it's pretty good. I wish I bought more Chainsaw Man than more variety, but hey. Um, anyways, let's get to reading that Goosebumps book. How about it, guys? But, well, actually, let's talk more about this, um, the Gyo book. It's very good. I'd say it's kind of a romance. And I'd rate, but for me, I'd rate it 8 out of 10. It didn't really manage to scare me. But it had great art, great story. And um, then there's two um, shorts. I'm going to rate those. Um, it's the Sad Tale of the Principal Post. I'll rate that mm, 
six out of ten. It was short, but it was pretty good. Um, the Enigma of Amagara Fault. It's pretty good. I'll rate that like seven and a half out of ten. Um, besides that, let's get into the book. Oh, but actually, there's something I want to show you before the book. I'm going to get it really quick. You hear that? You hear what I'm knocking in on? Um, that is um, a safe, and inside the safe is the world's hottest hot sauce. I'm going to open up the safe, and, well, I mean, y'all can't see, but I'll describe the bottle to you. That's right, please. Alright, inside holds the hottest hot sauce ever. It was made at the the shop Pepper Palace. Um, here's some of the ingredients. Let me close that safe. Um, the ingredients are Reaper, pe- Reaper Pepper, Alorism, Capsicum, Water, Vinegar, Salt, Tomato Juice, Concentrate, Ghost Peppers, Scorpion Peppers, Seven Pot Chocolate do- Dogla-, Dogla Peppers, Vitamin C, Citric Acid, and Xanthan xanthan Gum. It's paste is kind of thick. Um, I've and supposedly I heard um that one dude tried eating it. He took like a little bit, and um, just like a microscopic amount. No, not literally. You get the point. Um, and then he went running to the ice cream shop. So yeah. Um. That is the um world's hottest hot sauce. One minute, I'm gonna put it back up really quick. Um, sorry what you had to hear. But um, let's start reading. How about that? One minute, I'm looking because I really want this podcast episode to last a good while. Come on, it's not going to spare a few more minutes. Oh, nope, nothing. Alright. How about we start reading? What the frick? Alright, that's more like it. Right. Goosebumps, the haunted mask. What are you going to be for Halloween? Sabrina Mason asked. She moved her fork around in the bright yellow macaroni on her lunch tray, but didn't take a bite. Carly Beth Caldwell sighed and shook her head. 
The overhead light on the lunchroom ceiling made her straight brown hair gleam. I don't know. A witch, maybe? Sabrina's mouth dropped open. (laughs) You? A witch? Well, why not? Carly Beth demanded, staring across the long table at her friend. I thought you were afraid of witches, Sabrina, replied. She raised a forkful of macaroni to her mouth and started to chew. This macaroni is made of rubber, she complained, chewing hard. Remind me to start packing a lunch. I'm not afraid of witches, Carly Beths insisted, her dark eyes flashing angrily. You just think I'm a big scaredy cat, don't you? Sabrina giggled. Yes. She flipped her black ponytail behind her shoulders with a quick toss of her head. Hey, don't eat the macaroni. Really? Carly Beth? Really? Really? Okay, I'm sorry. Really, Carly Beth? It's gross. She reached across the table to keep Carly Beth from raising her fork. But I'm starving, Carly Beth complained. The lunchroom grew crowded as and noisy at the next table. A group of fifth grader boys were tossing a half full of milk carton back and forth. <clears throat> All right. Carly Beth saw Chuck Green ball up a bright red fruit roll up and shove the whole sticky thing in her his mouth. Yuck. She made a disgusted face at him. Then she turned back to Sabrina. I'm not a scaredy cat, Sabrina. Just because everyone picks on me. And Carly Beth, what about last week? Remember, at my house, Sabrina ripped open a bag of tortilla chips and offered some across the table to her friend. You mean the ghost thing, Carly Beth replied? Frowning. That was really stupid. Oh, Carly Beth replied, frowning. That was really stupid. But you believed it, Sabrina said, with a mouthful of chips. You really believed my attic was haunted. Oh, frick, let me... Where was I? You should have been... What? Um, one's... You should have seen the look on of your face when the ceiling started to creak and we heard the footsteps up there. That was so mean, Carly Beth complained, rolling her eyes. Yeah, this is cheesy, but I'm sorry. It's all I got. I don't want to read manga because you're not gonna even going to be able to see the pages. In Diary of a Wimpy Kid, you won't be able to see the, like, part parts. You know what? We're going to read just to chapter two. Then I'm going to tell you some horror stories. But anyways, back to this. Then when you heard footsteps coming down the stairs, your face went all white and you screamed. Sabrina recalled it was only Chuck and Steve. You know I'm afraid of ghosts, Carly Beth said, blushing. And snakes and bugs and loud noises and dark rooms and witches, Sabrina declared. I don't see why you have to make fun of me, Carly Beth pouted. She shoved her lunch tray away. I don't see why everyone always thinks it's so much fun to try to scare me. Now, a little bit of commentary. 
I don't know. Maybe because you're a sissy about everything. Um. Alright. So where were we again? Even you, my best friend. I'm sorry, Sabrina said sincerely. She reached across the table and squeezed Carly Beth's wrist reassuringly. You're just so easy to scare. It's hard to resist. Here, want some more chips? She shoved the bag toward Carly Beth. Maybe I'll scare you someday, Carly Beth threatened. Her friend laughed. No way. Carly Beth continued to pout. She was 11, but she was tiny. And with her round face and short stub of a nose, which she hated and wished would grow longer, she looked much younger. Sabrina, on the other hand, was tall and dark and sophisticated-looking. She had straight black hair tied behind her head in a ponytail and enormous dark eyes. Everyone who saw them together assumed that Sabrina was 12 or 13, but actually Carly Beth was a month older than her friend. Maybe I won't be a witch, Carly Beth said, thoughtfully, resting her chin on her hands. Maybe I'll be a disgusting monster with hanging eyeballs and green slime dropping down my face. And a loud crash made Carly Beth scream. It took her a few seconds to realize that it was just a lunch tray hitting a lunch tray hitting the floor. She turned to see Gabe Moser, his face bright red, to drop to his knees and start scooping his lunch off the floor. The lunchroom rang out with cheers and applause. Carly Beth hunched down in her seat, embarrassed that she had screamed. Her breathing had just returned to normal when a strong hand grabbed her shoulder from behind. Carly Beth's shriek, Carly Beth's shriek echoed, echoed through the room. All right, that's it, losers. I'm just kidding, y'all. Losers, y'all are my y'all are my fans and thank you for listening to my podcast now of course there's gonna be more so don't hop off yet what should i make an outro one minute guess i'll just say goodbye on the outro um so anyways um come back to the next episode for more of this book but let me get you the other book have scary stories to tell in the dark specifically in the dark i'm just kidding you can read them wherever we're telling them where what the frick why is there much hold up how long have i had all this i just found like one two three four five six dollars in my book what the heck Cool. Anyways, um, well, this one's short, nah. Um, let's see. Oh, here's a classic, The Hook. Donald and Sarah went to the movies. Then they went for a ride in Donald's car. They parked up on a hill at the edge of town. From there, they could see the lights up and down the valley. Donald turned on the radio and found some music, but an announcer broke with in with new a news 
Bulletin. A murderer had escaped from the state prison. He was armed with a knife and he was headed south on foot. His left hand was missing. In his place, he wore a hook. Let's roll up the windows and lock the door, said Sarah. That's a good idea, said Donald. That prison isn't too far away, said Sarah. Maybe we really should go home. But it's only 10 o'clock, said Donald. I don't care what time it is, she said. I want to go home. Look, Sarah, said Donald. He's not going to climb all the way up here. Why would he do that? Even if, even if he did, all the doors are locked. How could he get in? Donald, he could take that hook and break through a window and open a door, she said. I'm scared. I want to go home. Donald was annoyed. Girls always are afraid of something. Me, personally, I agree, he said as he started the car. Sarah thought she heard someone on or something scratch at her door. Did you hear that? She asked as they roared away. It sounded like somebody was trying to get in. Oh, sure, said Donald. Soon they got to their ha- to her house. Would you like to come in and have some cocoa, she asked. No, he said. I've got to go home. He went around to the other side of the car to let her out. Hanging on the door handle was a hook. Bum, bum, bum. All right. That was that. Um, let's see, what else is there? There's only a minute left in the podcast. Why don't we finish it with the um with the thing? Ted Martin and Sam Miller were good friends. They spent a lot of time together on this particular night. They were sitting on a fence near the post office talking about one thing and another. There was a field of turnips across the road. Suddenly, They saw something crawl out of the field. Stand up. It looked like a man, but in the dark, it was hard to tell for sure. Then it was gone. But soon it appeared again. It walked halfway across the road. Then it turned around and went back into the field. Then it came out a third time and started toward them. By now, Ted and Sam were squared. Squared? I'm scared. And they started running. But when they finally stopped, they decided they were being foolish. They weren't sure what had scared them. So they decided to go back and get a better look. Pretty soon they saw it, for it was coming to meet them. It was wearing black pants, a white shirt, and black suspenders. Sam said, I'm going to try to touch it. Then we'll know if it's real. He walked up to it and peered into its face. It had bright, penetrating eyes sunk deep in its head. It looked like a skeleton. <clears throat> Ted took one look and screamed, and again he saw Sam. He, he and Sam ran. But this time, the skeleton followed them. When they, get, they got to Ted's house, they stood in the doorway and watched. Stayed out in the road for a while, then it disappeared. 
A year later, Ted got sick and died. Toward the end, Sam sat up with him every night. The night Ted died, Sam said he looked just like the skeleton. All right. I hope you enjoyed episode two of the random stuff of random stuff, the podcast. I'll see you in the next episode and we're out.